0: Yeah, so a guy walks up to the bar and, you know, he orders a whole round of drinks and then the bartender brings him over he's like, oh, I don't have any money, I forgot. So, so what do he do? He just got on his knees and started begging.
1: Oh my God, wait a minute. Uh, hey, we're rolling. All right, well then let's roll. Well, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two
2: guys, guys on
0: Block Island. What shall we do? All right. Well, I guess uh, I'm gonna do the intro for this one. We got a we got a packed house today of talent. Yes, we do. And uh, our guests, I'm not gonna go into detail on the intros because I'm gonna have them do a little intro themselves. But uh, we got with us today the entertaining, the wonderful, the booze beggars, all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a good week. <laughs> all right. So where do you want to start? Let's. If you guys don't mind, maybe go around the room, uh, give a quick thirty. 60 second intro of who you are and uh 15 and a half yeah.
1: seconds whatever you can muster all right so who wants to start start with the drummer
3: all right go ahead get in that mic pete hello i'm peter voskamp uh, i'm the drummer in the band started playing with the beggars in around uh started playing with the beggars around uh 2003 when we started <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> good time to start yeah <laughs> uh, still playing with them and uh i'll pass along to the bass player
2: dominic nardini uh bass player booze Beggers. Long time Block Island visitor, <laughs> so maybe a landed immigrant status or something, I don't know, but yeah, uh, been playing with these guys for
1: as long as I can remember. Yeah, I'm Mark, I'm the keyboard player. You are, I told you my story in episode one, but uh, yeah, we started playing together, in, it was 2003, right? And uh, yeah, I started playing piano with these guys and uh, we're still at it. And now we have two, we have two guitar players. I am one of
4: them, John Whitaker, and uh, yeah, guitar player since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Lighty, I started
5: on lap steel. That's in the right. Oh, that's right, lappy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then switched over a year later maybe to
0: guitar. Yeah. and uh, Still rocking. Still doing it. Still rocking. I think I remember that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you that I've uh, enjoyed the music you guys put out Thanks. for a Thank long you. time now. Thank Sunday you. fun days, you know. Just, and w-
1: when we decided to yeah. do this podcast, I emailed the guys and I was like, "Hey, do you guys mind if I use we use the music from the one album that we actually recorded as our theme music?" Yeah. So, so that's
0: uh, it's you guys that we hear every time we're uh, opening the, up the show at the top and in the
1: the end of the show. You mean yeah. the song we destroyed last night? Did we? Uh, in a kinda, good way? It was, it was a little rough. Yeah, it was rough. What did you oh, destroy? Wow. What song was it?
4: Uh, booze, booze and Fruit. Yeah, the one we used for season
1: <laughs> one. That's, I wrote that song, and I think that's one of the only songs I wrote. Maybe the only song. Wow. But, uh, yeah, we used that. And then this year, we're using uh, Drunken Sailor, which Steve oh. kind of brought to us. Steve, right. Steve's a big, like, uh, um, sea shanty and kind of guy. You know a bunch of sea shanty stuff. Yep. Yeah. John and I can play. <laughs> Where did you learn those songs?
5: Um uh, Smithsonian records? I don't
3: know. Walter Walter McDonough always accused us of stealing it from him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I'm going to say there's something about that sea shanty spin you guys seem to put on a lot of songs. I, I feel like it just fits like... The outdoor block island venue so well i mean people get into it i mean there are you know some fanatics to people A couple throw, drunken sailors here. yeah that's kind <laughs> of they throw their underwear on the stage and stuff like yeah. that because i know i did it once and that was i was removed
1: you know <laughs> so yeah. we we like to whip them up as much as possible
0: all right so uh who wants to start with uh you know why don't one of you start with your musical background how did you come to be Playing music and you know was this a, would you know the what you play now is that always the instrument you started on or did you try a few things out? Can you play multiple instruments? So many questions. I'm so
3: you know, my dad was heavily into Chet Atkins,
6: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: I was I was uh, enchanted and by, by all the guitars, the Gretsch guitars I saw on all the Chet Atkins records growing up, and uh, so I wanted to be a guitar player first, and uh, I took lessons at Saint Francis Episcopal church in houston uh and i liked this program because you didn't have to practice they said you didn't have to practice it and strangely i never learned how to play guitar um, <laughs> but my brother and i were sort of like the van halens because uh <laughs> our last names are dutch and they start with v and he started on drums and i started on guitar and then we flip-flopped and my brother became a guitar player and i became a drummer but uh and you've both had similar careers to the Van. Halens. Right, right. We've, yeah. we've wow. reached the same pinnacles of success. Boscamp. Um, <laughs> but uh, my family, my mother and brother and I moved out to Block Island in 1976, and uh, one of the first people we met was John Henry Tripler, doing some who was the leader of the Liquid Plumbers on Block Island, the the Island Band, and. He came over to our house one day, and we were listening to Kiss, and he looked at us in disgust. <laughs> he, he said, <laughs> what are you listening to this for? And we said, well, because we like it." He's like, no, you got to listen to The Who. I was going to say, The yeah. Who. And so we tried to impress him later because we had a circus magazine was, and it had a it had a centerfold of Led Zeppelin. we're like, we like them, too. And he's like, eh, The Who. <laughs> but uh, we, my brother and I started playing literally in the garage, which is now the... Uh, Nature Conservancy on High Street. Um, we had an old drum set that came from Kenny Crabtree or, or, originally on uh, Old Town Road, and then it went to John Dolly, and then it came to us. And, uh, and my brother got a guitar from Steve Mitchell of the Mitchell Island Mitchells, and uh, we started playing Cold Gin from Kiss. And that was the moment where we realized we could rock. He could play the bar chords, and I could tap along. Um, and I had my one drum lesson ever was in the back of the seaside market here in 1977 or 78 with the science teacher ned riccio who was only out here for one year (laughs) and he played he was the drummer for the uh liquid plumbers that that winter and uh, every year he'd pass me on his bike going up high street as i was walking to school here and i'd say i want to learn how to play the drums and he'd say no don't waste your time learn a real instrument um (laughs) but i go but i want to play the drums and uh so he before a uh before I practiced in the back of the seaside in the storage area, he showed me just the rudiments of boom, ba, ba, boom, 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 And then Mark Rice showed up and played on his Black Les Paul. He played Deuce, perfectly Deuce from Kiss. I was blown away by that. And um, uh, Rob uh, Helterline was on bass, and John Henry showed up with his SG. And uh, that's, my, 69. that's my Block Island... Uh, <laughs> Block Island end of my beginnings. So your, your,
0: your drumming learning was the opposite of guitar. You had one lesson and practiced a lot instead of a lot of lessons right, with exactly. no practice.
2: So, well, it seems like that one worked yeah, out better. Yeah. <laughs> Mine kind of started by uh, being a drunk 13-year-old hopping from beach party to beach party and attracted to watching these guys play, the Riddlers and the, uh, the movie theater. They'd practice mm-hmm. in the back of the movie theater. And uh, then Sam Kretschmer and I started a band in New York City called the Rugrats. And played out here for a summer in like '87, a little bit, and then I went and fell off the earth and made a record and on Capitol Records with School of Fish and toured around for a little while. Yeah, nice. And then,
1: Dominic's the actual rock star. Oh no, no,
2: no in the band. And then about 15 years later, decided to be back here permanently for the rest of my life, I guess. And uh saw these guys playing in the Turtle Gopher. Oh I yeah, was like I can do right. that. <laughs> and, but Jamie was a very good bass player um, yeah. And just The next year we started messing around On the porch and the rest is history had well, you, you hadn't like Oh wait, I got, then I got to play with John Henry And right. him and I became really good friends And start, started a band called The Block Island Sound Because he was falling out of his marriage A little bit and looked like he could use some Outlet and
1: we rocked that For a couple of years and you yeah, had B-Mac that, on the drums B-Mac <laughs> on the drums and Chip Walker singing <laughs> That was a band. Yeah, that was fun. I remember when that band played here at Nick's and Chip, like, was doing his Jim Morrison thing and he, like, jumped off the second floor balcony <laughs> onto the stage and, like, almost went right through the <laughs> stage. Yeah, we got thrown out of a couple of venues. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I remember you guys played ballards, though. That was pretty kind of nuts. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. During the day. Love that. Did you... You weren't, like... Tops you, off. Yeah. Did you, like, stop... Weren't you, like, not playing bass for a while before you started playing? Or were you always playing? I forget.
4: I...
2: I played. I didn't play from after School of Fish until I started playing with you. That's guys. what I meant. So like Because yeah. I didn't 12 even years. know
1: you played bass. And then, you never know. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I still ain't. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. But then you came along. I'm like, where the hell did this guy and come from? And now we do our Sunday thing yeah. with the kids.
2: Yep. They're not kids anymore, though, are they? Well, compared to us, yeah. Rob yeah. and Ken. And Let's
0: yeah. be clear about that Sunday thing with the kids. So you guys still Dominic and Mark still play every yeah. Sunday on the deck. What's that group band called? The Young Guns the, with the Young Guns. Yeah, and nobody else here though is in the Young Guns right no. now. No. Too old.
1: Too old. Rotating yeah. <laughs> drummers. Currently Richard Dart. Yeah, Rich Dart, who went to high school with Steve Lighty. Steve actually introduced us to uh, Dart, who is our kind of our drummer, drummer for, for the, the monkey, drummer for the summer. Yeah. Do, you, do
0: you think the average, and we're going to keep moving on in a minute, but I got to ask a quick question since you're on that topic. You, you know what? I, I noticed, you know, if one week you'd show up and somebody wouldn't be there and somebody filling in, and you spoke, uh, I think, on our mini pod about filling in for this band and that band. Do you, Um, is that common? Is that common among musicians? Or do you think that's unique to Block Island because I mean, there's it, so many little bands
1: and kids and people who want to play You're just like, come on in and try it? I don't know. I think it depends on the band. Like for the booze beggars, we have, we we do have, a, yes. we have had a couple of uh, drummers when, cause Pete's down in the DC area right, right. now. So it's like kind of tough for him to get up here all the time. And and every now and then we'll have a gig and, you know, Pete will try and make it, but maybe it doesn't work. So, you know, we were using a uh, Von Boone, uh, Pete's old buddy from, from Texas and uh wild bill played with us for a bit. But uh, generally speaking, I don't think like this band. This any band's way. just
2: the booze. But we do kind of have like an open door policy with like a rotating cast of characters. Yeah. that show up from year to year and like get
1: up with us. T Bird,
2: T Bird. Oh, that's a constant. Andy Fur,
1: Andy Fur will sit yeah. in and play guitar sometimes. Sounds like uh, this the podcast. guy from the Voice. <laughs> John, Henry John Henry used, Henry. used to All have an open idea. invitation anytime. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Donny Demers. But yet, Donny Demers back in the day. <laughs> he hasn't played in a long. Time. No kid. No, but yeah, he
3: was, mm. John Henry would um. Whenever the day after he'd sit in with us, he'd come up to me and he'd say, <laughs> people come up to me and they say, your new band is great. <laughs> I'd say, it's not my band.
1: <laughs> the greatest guitar player ever. Yeah. Just ask him. Yeah. he would tell you. All right. Who's, uh, who's up next here? Tell us a oh, little Are we going this way? Yeah. You, you want to jump in? Yeah. Uh, so I, I got out here in 96. I was between keyboards at the time. Um, all I had was an accordion. So uh, that's all I had to play. And I was living up here above Nick's and next door. With my brother. That's right. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> right. So me and f- my four Agawam buddies were living in that room, f- five of us. And then like halfway through July, I think, you know, Mike Finnamore is like, yeah, I got to move somebody in your room. We're like, okay, whatever. And we're all like 23, <laughs> like college, you know. And And so there's a knock on the door. And the door opens, and there's this little like African-American kid with a kid-and-play haircut. He's like 17 years old, and he's got like his bags, and his eyes are like wide. like And like he opened the door, he was and terrified. just pot smoke, just a cloud of smoke <laughs> just hit him in the face, and he was just like, oh, my God. And we're like, come on in. Sit down. And my buddy Jimmy's like, you ever do a bong hit? He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> by the, by, like two weeks, like Sterling was just like, having uh, a the blast, second day he
2: was calling terrified come and get me come pick me up <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. by, the, by the time I cycled around he's like I'm not going anywhere yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah.
1: and now now you see him he's like young professional yeah. dude but anyway so uh, next door over where the above the poor people's pub now um, there used, used to be summer housing apartments and uh, Nick Atchison who was a bartender here we call him Nick the dick he knows that it's okay <laughs> and, uh, it's true though it's true he admits it Mr. Saucy yeah Mr. Saucy mm. But Nick was like the coolest dude on the island. He was a bartender. He was like ran the open mic at Club Soda. So he played acoustic guitar and uh you know, we were hanging out once and he's like uh he's like, Oh, you got you play accordion? I'm like, Yeah, he goes, Oh, it's Jim. So we got together, and I played a couple songs with Nick, and then he was like, Come to open mic and so that's how I started playing it was because of Nick Atchison. And yeah, then I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, he's the first guy that was like come play you will learn things on this podcast yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even about people you think you know yeah so that's how i got into it how about you johnny
4: well uh as far as playing music i started fourth grade on the trombone as did i yeah really, really? Mm-hmm. played for four years you, you guys are then... a horn section yeah yeah we're started as a horn section wow. yeah
1: we're your trombones trombone rusty? duo oh, <laughs> but the reason
4: i bring that up is because that trombone is hanging downstairs is that your trombone yeah, that's mine oh, no, i didn't <laughs> know that you didn't know that no
1: yeah that. that's the one t-bird used to when he was bartender, like blowing people's faces at yeah, last yeah, call yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, wow. still mm-hmm. hanging around
4: yeah but uh in high school i i did not want to carry that through school embarrassingly i
5: have to say that same with me
4: <laughs> marching band yeah, i didn't want I just, to do it i didn't want to <laughs> walk through the school with a trombone should have played the flute button like that's better. <laughs> yeah but i could hide it in my backpack well you can put a lot of places i way. think your decision <laughs> <laughs> and he has um i think you made a good decision with the switching over to guitar yeah so
0: it, was that the first switch and only switch right trombone I, to guitar
4: i played in a band with three guitars only in high school and then we we're like we got to get a drummer so we bought a little 50 dollar kit threw it in the room and i had Tried to play air drums to Van Halen's Jump, bringing back to Van Halen, and never played drums before, but I sat behind the drum kit, so I had some idea of what to hit, because I just watched that. I like it when you play drums. Um, You're a good drummer. Well, there you go. Thank you. So I started playing that, and then out here, I just started playing acoustic. This is Whitaker we're listening to,
0: by the way. I, we oh, gotta yeah. start saying our names Hitchcock. when, when so okay. it, this is the largest interview we've ever done, so if you don't mind just saying, Hey, this is Dominic or whatever okay. before you go I'm ahead. T- all right, go ahead. Sorry about that. That's okay. Because <laughs> you guys all sound so fucking cool that they're gonna get you all mixed up. Hey,
3: <laughs> trombone player John Whitaker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bone Whitaker. So uh, T Bone Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right.
4: all right.
6: Where was I? <laughs>
4: Uh, yeah, so then I started playing guitar out here, just acoustic and on the beach and bumming around. And then
1: I think we met at Open Mic at Club Soda, yeah. So yeah. I
4: started playing Open Mic, and then eventually I, I took over running Open yeah. Mic, yep. When the Eddie Baro beers, and that got me playing a
2: lot. And you were coming mics. out, yeah.
4: and um, and you were playing, yep, still the squeeze box, yep, and then you left to go play with rack
1: i was 2002 i was on the road with that yeah. band yeah and
4: you came back yeah and i remember this you came back into soda and we we're playing and i don't forget i think jamie was up there yep i was up there maybe andy probably andy and you just said i want to start a band with you guys
1: yeah oh really
4: yeah i remember that I and remember that's that how that turtle gopher? gopher started oh right you're like so you brought us together yeah Took
1: us over to Nick's. Yeah, I stole you from Club Soda.
4: Yeah. And then that <laughs> just slowly Marjorie
1: morphed. Marjorie Pocket.
4: Into yeah. like Dominic hanging out, and we slowly morphed into the booze beggars. This is so like,
2: Liz Cody. We have to give Liz Cody yeah. some credit.
4: Well, you know that. I forget that Liz, story. Liz Cody
2: me. was performing at one of Mark's music festivals, and yeah. she needed a little backup band. So Whitaker and I, just on the fly of the moment of the day, sat behind her. And she, somebody said, What are you, Nate? What do you call? What do you call? And she said, I'm Liz Cody. And she turned around to me and Whitaker. And I'd been waiting for a drink. So I was like, <laughs> And the Booze Beggars. It was kind of like a
1: jerky thing to say. So it's perfect. Yeah. And it you, that, Yeah. It's on film, too. We have it on really? film. It's We have her saying that on film somewhere. Awesome. So yeah. that's
0: where the name came from. Yeah. yeah. And you, And then did you sort of did you have some kind of a meeting of the minds and just decide well, that it was this is the Whitaker? First. That's what I mean. Yeah. So then did you just slowly draw in a new member? And well, him, that was a given. Yeah. Cause he was the there. next time
2: okay. we played together, it was with him.
4: Andy was there.
2: Andy for, yeah. Yeah. for a bit.
4: Yeah. You
1: okay. started and then Andy yeah. left for a year. We still got to finish the. Steve yeah, we're, we're, sorry, we're, we're jumping ahead. I haven't lost track. Okay, you're okay, on we're, top of this because yeah, we're all over the place. Yeah, oh, I know. All right. it's like wrangling so a I'm bunch I'll of tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry.
4: <laughs> sorry, man. I just don't
1: want to get ahead of ourselves. I know.
4: So I, I joined, <laughs> and I was playing acoustic with you. Yeah. And I stayed on the acoustic for a little while, and then. You had to, to electric. play electric. You did, I yeah. Did switch to electric.
1: So. It was a different sound then. And then there's actually, I think there's a the, there's a picture. We we used to set set up under like uh, if you're looking at the front of Nick's to the right of the front door. There's that little overhang uh, under the deck we used to we started there. We'd all cram into this. Used to be stairs. We were like the creature under, under the, the stairs. stairs. Right. Yeah. The sta- There were stairs there. So the popcorn machine and the popcorn machine. <laughs> that was the yeah. best. That all thing right, was all right. Time
0: time out. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's get one more of our band members in here to tell his story. Go uh, ahead, sir. Kind, kind and patient, sir. Stephen Lighty. <laughs> you
5: know my trombone history. <laughs> um, I started guitar when I was about 15, I guess. And um, I first played out here, I think, in like, it was either 92 or 93. Um, I had a band. We had two gigs. We were called Swamp Horror. Uh, it was with yeah. uh, Fred Poisson. My sister Fred. sang. Was Pete McConnell uh, in that band. Pete McConnell would just—he never rehearsed. We were—we rehearsed a lot for those two gigs, and uh, but Pete didn't. So he just—he <laughs> just sat in. Yeah. I think we did it on a uh, whatever his band was. He would let us like play during the intermission.
2: Was that at the Mohegan?
5: No, it was here. Yeah. It was at Nick's. What did Fred play?
2: Harmonica. Oh. Yeah, he's good on harmonica. He's a better painter though. I see. Yeah. yeah yeah,
5: but he is good. Um. <laughs> And then uh, we just keep coming out. Um, Zena, when, when she was running the place, she would hire us. we would come out and play and stay in this room when it was the band room. And then and, uh, I don't know how we all. I was playing on the deck. Andy Andy was running next one summer. That was the year I was so two, Yeah, so 2003 I came back. So Andy, I think, hired me to play the deck the year before, maybe, whenever it was. Maybe. And then we were just around and. That was it.
2: I'm interested in your musical ins- influences, though, like the kind of Hawaiian cowboy thing. Is that from your parents? Or
5: uh, Well, no, because my sister went to Hawaii a lot, so she would bring back like um, Brother Is CDs and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So the
1: Hawaiian stuff mostly came from Jen. John Cruz, Island Style.
5: Yeah, well, we met those dudes. Um, Deb, you know, Hawaiian Thanks. Deb. Um, we went and visited her, and she lived downstairs from the Cruz brothers, oh. and they were like pretty famous in Hawaii
1: so we like hung out with them and cruised yeah we cruised it's one of the greatest songs island style yeah we do it we got to do that tonight all right so i'm going
0: to steer it back now try to pick up midway there we heard a little bit about you know who met who and uh started with you two being called the booze beggars i forget which two of you i'm losing track it's you know okay uh, and john okay great and and then uh you started to collaborate a little more pick up other members mark uh and you just kind of decided let's start to form a band
3: I remember that summer, 2002, I was, I still lived in, I was going to graduate school in Austin and I was working at the block Island times Mm. and, um, Steve lighty, who I'd heard a lot about through the years, but I'd never known. Um, because one of our, uh, mentors, musical mentors growing up here were, were the, uh, stolen goods, the McIntyre brothers. And, 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 um, you know, they, they they were the people you would want to aspire to. I mean, after John Henry, then there were the McIntyres. <laughs> B-, B-, B Mac and T Mac, and Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. And I started hearing like, "There's a new guy. And I was in I was in Texas a lot at this point. I did. I only had a week or two on Block Island back in the early night. Uh, well, through the nineties and early aughts, and then we start hearing from Chaz. Have you heard lightning? <laughs> <laughs> and even John Henry is like. Have you heard this lightning guy? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> but uh Steve approached me the way I remember it. Here's here's my origin story. So my my memory is that Steve approached me one day, like, wanna play sometime? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Did you guys talk like that? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember somewhere. any of this. Yeah, and we and I played, I just kind of played on what there was lying around here. There's like a snare and a hi-hat because I didn't have any gear with me. And then slowly we started it was a larger group first because there were three guitar players. I mean you were playing slide and then John Andy. was playing almost exclusively acoustic. And um and yeah, what uh, the hell? with very long hair. And that? and then Andy Fur was sort of the lead guitar player. And we kind of did that through two thousand well, a little bit, maybe a little bit in two thousand and two, and then it became more of a thing the following year in two thousand and three when I because I went away for the went back to Texas for the winter and came back out two thousand and three also at the b i Times again. and we started kind of becoming a little bit more of a group in two thousand and three and then I went away to Germany for a year and came back unexpectedly to become the editor of the Block Island Times. and then there was that I think it was that fall or that winter, but we were kind of we were scheduled to play at Club Soda and it coincided with a, a wedding that the the band couldn't get out for the wedding or only bits and pieces of the band could get out for the wedding and so Dominic somehow told them we'll be your band and oh, um yeah, so I they they all kind of showed up at Club Soda so Club Soda was packed on this on this blustery night and we were still kind of we hadn't quite consolidated into the the beggars that we are here and so up there on the stage is Steve on guitar or lap steel, John on guitar, John Henry on guitar, and Andy Fur on guitar. And we all realized it was just too much. And a lot of guitar. Had, somebody yeah, had, a so guitar. This was the big shakeout that left us with, with what we're with here now. And who, had the, who was assigned it or who took it upon himself? But John Whitaker. He's like, I'll go tell them. <laughs> so, so John had to tell Andy Fur and John Henry you Know two big names in the guitar world out here on Black Island that they had to get off the stage. They were, you just told them they were too good for you. They, yeah, you, that, you that, guys that, are just way too good to play with us. Yeah, very
2: big sounds. Yeah, they were, yeah.
3: and um, that's kind of where the big shakeout happened. And um, I remember at the first break after that, um, John Henry took me and he goes. I'm a big boy. (laughs) I'm a big boy. I can take it. You guys want me to play? I won't play. I'm like, well, it's wasn't up to me. (laughs) But I remember a moment. If I I may get serious for one moment, there's the saxophone player from the from the wedding band sat in with us on a Steely Dan tune, and I was like, wow, this sounds really good. We're kind of good sometimes. Clear,
0: clearly, coach. he didn't mind carrying the saxophone to band practice in high school, I guess. Yeah, you obviously. Know? It worked for him. He, it worked for him. Yeah. I just want to mention I
2: before I forget that uh, my whole goal in joining this band and being in this band was ultimately to play with you, Peter. Because uh, I'd grown up watching them play so much on the beach and admired him and his brothers, Vaughn and uh, Johnny. My yeah. first
1: summer out here working at Nick's, I was a bouncer. Peg Legacy. Yep, Peg Legacy. Uh, you guys did like every other Thursday, I think, right?
3: Yeah, we did. in Nineteen ninety-two, we had a kind of a residency here, and then again in nineteen ninety-six, we had a residency here. But, yeah. Um. We originally there's a great photograph of Chunks. That was the name of the band, C H U N X, and we got to play with whatever version of the uh, whatever version of Plumbers was happening then here. They let us play four or five songs, but it was Andy NASA from the Empire Theater Sam Kretschmer on bass my brother John on guitar and me on drums and uh, <laughs> um, so I originally thought of of the of the Kretschmer Nardini duo I always thought of Sam as a musical person but then Dominic emerged and became a very good bass player um but, hey, thank you. Yeah. Yep, um, you know, but uh the other because thing I of remember, us. but I initially remember Dominic uh taking his bike and running it into the wall of the Empire over and over again. <laughs> I was like, who is this kid?
2: <laughs> uh, that was that was when Cherry Coke came out and I was running into the Cherry Coke machine.
0: That I, explains it. I, I commented, <laughs> "Don't even go there." I, I've said this before, although I don't think the interview is played yet. But I remember being a teenager and just being like jealous. Like you guys were just the coolest things I'd ever seen in my life. You know, chilling in front of a movie theater on Block Island, playing music, and I brought up the Spa Boys and that the <laughs> time they did the fire drill, and it just I was like, "Dang, this is like, what have I been doing wrong?" I should have had a trombone I mean,
2: rehearsing in a movie theater. It doesn't
0: get much better than that. No, it was amazing. And I brought up Andy. I remember him running the theater. And yeah, uh, yeah, that was
3: a really good years. And we got ticketed. Paul, you know, um, Paul Riker would come in, the chief of police at the time. It's like, boys, I've been telling you to keep it low, but now's the time you get a ticket. I remember (laughs) Andy sitting at the the, whatever the court is out here like, I'm sorry. We'll keep it low from now on. Sorry about that. (laughs) How,
1: How do you guys describe your
0: sound? I mean, I... Yes. Our sound,
1: yeah. Like, how do you describe it? Is there an is there one sound to it? I'll that take you can- a stab at it. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, a mix of all of us in a weird way. And so Pete, Peter comes from Austin, Texas, and you're, you know, more of like I, I don't know how to call it, but like an indie rock kind of guy, for lack of a better word. I don't know, but he, yep, yep. you know, you had a one of your you toured around with um, like Fire Hose, right? Yep. Watts and yep. buddy with Mike Watts, and yep. um, so he Pete brings this like, you know. Um, indie rock kind of thing. Dominic was a you know punk bass player. Dominic, l- I saw you him playing CBGBs with his band Vile back in the day. So Dominic's got that aggressive thing. I at the time was like really into the New Orleans piano guys, so I was mm-hmm. like kind of bringing a little bit of that flavor. Yeah, Johnny was into like um, Beck, Wilco, Ween, um, and, and again, this is the the the, the foundation of it all. All of us have is like the Stones and like classic rock. That's all, you know, Dylan and all the Beatles. And then Lightning was like, I'd never pl- listened to any like Willie Nelson or Waylon Jennings or Merle Haggard. And uh, Lightning brought all the country stuff yeah. to us. So I I think you, that's, I can't sum it up, but I think those are the, what, if, when you hear us, that's kind of what. I've Well, still I to hear. this day, I don't think I've heard every single
2: song's original version of what we play. <laughs> no. yeah, I remember no. one, yeah. every once in
5: a while I hear one, I'm like, oh. oh Mike, Mike awesome. Simpson that's at the that uh, Pirate Radio
2: yeah. did like an entire day of Boozebagger songs, or songs that we cover, or oh, really? play our versions, and half of them, I was like, that sucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> our <style laughs> version's way better. <laughs>
1: uh, Island Style, to go back to that, that, when I heard the actual version of Island Style, I'm like, wow really good, yeah, that it good, good but, but and
0: you do put a twist i'm not gonna lie i've been i've been 30 seconds 40 seconds into a song when i'm finally like oh i do know this song you know but you you give it such a personal touch that you know it's like uh sometimes really, due to being inebriated but, yeah well mm. you know great things happen
1: when you're blacked out <laughs> mm-hmm. we think Right. i don't know we were just talking about some of those things before the interview started actually.
3: <laughs> and whether we should venture into that realm
1: yeah well we, we shouldn't but actually maybe now's a good time to take a break um and hear from our sponsors
0: all right let's do it okay. boys we'll be right back <laughs> this has been great so far we'll be back in a
6: minute. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, here's a great activity you don't want to miss on your next visit to Block Island. Exploring the Great Salt Pond in a kayak from Fort Island Kayaks. The Great Salt Pond is one of Block Island's true gems and I would say one of the most beautiful harbors in all of New England. Now, I know I said kayak, but Fort Island Kayaks has stand-up paddle boards, Hobie pedal boards, as well as kayaks in all different sizes. I'm pretty sure they've even added the triple cedar and a peekaboo glass bottom kayak. You can rent by the hour, half day, full day, or even an entire week. Explore the hidden coves of the pristine inner ponds. Find your own little spot to take a dip or soak up some sun. There's spectacular scenery around every bend and you will get some views of the island you really can't see any other way. Whether you're flying solo or with the whole family, make sure this is one on your to-do list. Oh yeah, here's a tip. If your group is six or more, you definitely want to reserve in advance. Fort Island Kayaks is operated by our friends over at Block Island Fishworks and is located right next door. For rates, availability, and reservations, visit their website at bifishworks.com or give them a call at 401-466-5392. So, Mark, I wonder if with that glass bottom kayak you could find maybe Captain Kidd's treasure or Ooh, something.
1: Oh, that's exciting, right? You could uh, turn your afternoon into a treasure hunt. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Those pedal boards look really cool, too. A bicycle on the water. What will they think of next? Ugh, modern science. Captain Nick's Rock and Roll Bar is Block Island's premier night spot and live music venue, bringing only the best in summertime entertainment since 1976. Monday nights are still groovy, so dress in your 70s best for disco night. Then get ready to sing along on Tuesdays and Wednesdays with Neil Haven's Dueling Pianos. Friday and Saturday nights, Captain Nick's features the best cover party and tribute bands in New England. And don't miss the legendary Captain Nick's Sunday Fun Day with the Young Guns from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the deck. Captain Nix is proud to feature its new food menu seven days a week from 4.30 to close, which means late night grub until 12.30 a.m. seven days a week. Lunch is served Thursday through Sunday at noon. And if you're looking for the island's best mudslide, Nix is also the spot for afternoon fun when you come off the beach with great acoustic entertainment outside on the deck. Captain Nix Rock and Roll Bar, 34 Ocean Avenue, right across from the Block Island Grocery. Visit CaptainNixBI.com for all information. Hey, Mark, who
0: are you most excited to see this summer at Captain Nicks? I always love the Blushing Brides, the Rolling Stones tribute band. You almost feel like you're looking at the real Mick Jagger. <laughs> Winfield's offers a sophisticated and flavorful menu influenced by French, Italian, and New American and Asian cuisines, all brought to you by the masterful hand of executive chef Burke Marier. All of Burke's creations and menu items can be summed up with two words, simply, elegant. Winfield's menu is meticulously constructed and features farm-raised beef and poultry alongside fresh local vegetables, all perfectly prepared with tasteful creativity. Small plates and salads are part of Winfield's fusion menu featuring seafood, beef, lamb, and vegetarian items. Pair all of it with affordable by-the-glass wine offerings from Winfield's curated wine list and enjoy top-notch service courtesy of Winfield's knowledgeable and friendly wait staff. The dining room at Winfield's is intimate yet comfortably elegant, which means it's perfect for a casual night out or a special family event. Date night with your sweetheart, Winfield's Lounge is the perfect place to enjoy a drink, appetizer, or a full meal in a mellow and friendly environment. Reservations are recommended, so visit winfieldsbi.com to reserve a table online or call 401-466-5856 after 5 p.m. Located adjacent to Yellow Kittens on Corn Neck Road. Do you know what I love at Winfield's is the pimento
1: cheese tenderloin. It's going to be hard to sway me. I'm a lobster mac and cheese man. Ooh, that's good too. Your Block Island visit absolutely must include a stop at the Beachhead, one of the island's most popular restaurants. The Beachhead is located on Corneck Road and features beachside outdoor dining with a beautiful view of the ocean and Crescent Beach. Nothing beats feasting on the Beachhead's seafood choices, featuring fresh, locally caught fish in one of the island's best lobster rolls, served hot or cold. Your choice, but why not just have one of each? If you're looking to get down with some bivalves, you have to hit up the Beachhead's Buck-A-Shuck Hour every Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. where you can slurp down fresh oysters for $1 each. And don't forget to order one of the Beachhead's hand-blended mudslides or a signature Bloody Mary or choose from a large selection of tasty summertime drinks. Are you visiting the island with a larger group of friends and family? No problem. The Beachhead can comfortably accommodate everyone with lots of space. And they even have a special events area that can be reserved for weddings, rehearsal dinners, anniversary parties, or any any occasion you can think of. So don't miss one of Block Island's favorite hangouts, the Beachhead, located directly across from the beach on Cornneck Road. For more information or to view the Beachhead's menu, please visit beachheadbi.com. You know, Mark, I you
0: you just cannot beat the view from the Beachhead. I
1: mean, you talk about gorgeous. It's unbelievable. And you know what's cool is that even if it's raining, you can go in and sit at the bar and you still get that same great view. <laughs> All right, so we're back uh, with the booze here. This is a great interview. I'm,
0: as always, learning so much. It's uh, enjoyable. So, so I know what my view is of you guys. How do you think your shows? Uh, you know, what's a show like when you guys put it on? To you, what's your view from behind the scenes, looking out at the at the public? What do you, how do you feel your show? I mean, what do you think you're bringing to them? It's a the stumper of a oh, question. A good
1: time, but, yeah. Good time, definitely for sure. A good time, yeah. Some antics, a lot of antics, really. <laughs> Yeah. Think, Over the years quite a few. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think things in our show like have just kind of developed slowly and certain things just kinda stick. You know, like um uh, I don't know. Like we do that a cover of that song Jet Airliner, which is uh by uh Paul Pena, right? He wrote yeah. it. And uh Paul Pena was a. Uh, there's a documentary called Genghis Blues and it's he's uh does Tuvan throat singing. And I don't know if you know what that is, but it's <sighs> a very uh, Okay, oh. I, I got it. I
0: got it. I got it. So should we do that one more time?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think we had a, that documentary come out and I think lightning brought it up. He's like, ah, have you seen that document? I'm like, no, I checked it out. And, um, so at the beginning of that song, you know, we start playing like the riff and then we just do what we just did. Yeah. If somebody started doing it as like a little inside. I do the vibrato on their back. <laughs> yeah. Dominic pounds on our backs to make it like reverber or, uh, you know, tremolo whatever. But um, so that kind of just started, I think, that day as an inside joke like about it. And then it just turned into what we do at the beginning of the song. So
3: but I think we have to mention that he wrote. Big jet airliner. Did yeah, say yeah, that? yeah I think you said I said that. that. Right. Okay, if you did, I, yeah, I apologize. And then yeah.
1: bowing after early Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did we start? You st- up, up until Shea Stadium or something. Uh, no, up until uh- uh- Candlestick
5: 6. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah.
1: and th- yeah. So, like, whenever we do a Beatles song before. Nineteen sixty-six. Basically, we were still touring. Yeah. Yeah. that came out. This is a neat inside tidbit. Yeah. yeah so I, if we do like, uh what are the songs we? You do
5: like uh "Obladi oh, Oblada." Oh, you can't. You bow. don't bow. You don't bow because they didn't because they weren't luck. touring. I understand. They, but if okay. we do,
1: um, like, what's the one? Down Oh, uh, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's an. So at the end of that song, we'll stand up and, and bow, bow like the Beatles. Yeah. I
2: remember one Sunday afternoon, somebody challenged us to keep playing Beatles songs. And we played three hours of Beatles songs, half yeah. of them off the cuff. I think we played, uh,
1: oh gosh, a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we got we hacked our way through them And, good. and
0: yeah. Dominic, you've—I uh, always notice you going airborne a lot. Was that right? Out I of used
1: the gate? to go every <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> many different ways, <laughs> and then I, I had a wireless unit at the time. That's so what I, I remember. I'd you'd, go you'd, up on the deck, you'd be I'd walking go, around the railing, I'd go to the and... newspaper. I'd go next door and get a shot at old people. <laughs> we had to take that away
1: from Dominic. Yeah. That was
2: yeah, we yeah. shouldn't have. That a, was good. You, you used his uh, amp cord as a leash. To, yeah, yeah, to, to, <laughs> it to hold him
3: yeah, in you know. place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, now remember, we're dropping it from thirty foot to twenty foot. If you don't, you know, <laughs> don't
1: reel you back in. <laughs> oh, and then like uh, we have like a close at like wipe out. We do wipe out. That's kind of a show closer. We didn't hey, do it last hey, night, but surf and safari, surf and safari yeah. into wipe out. So like we've never rehearsed any of these things. Like we've never rehearsed. Do you that's never our rules? Actually,
0: that's what I was gonna say. Do you know the? Uh, do you know the kind of the lineup you want to do? Do you even say at the beginning, like, the, you just say, what do you want to do next? And somebody says, how about this
1: one? And you We go. sort
5: of know the songs that are going to go towards the end. So yeah. you're not going to yeah. play, like, Drunken Sailor. They take turns. There's a okay. rotation
1: of We so. always start, we kind of start with Lighty, and we work our way across the stage. And so Lighty picks a song, then Whitaker, then me, and then back to Lighty. And then
5: it gets mixed up. Yeah. And there, but yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. We kind of base it on the three.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a slow build. Well, the night. <laughs> it, usually
1: Woo. it sure
0: is. Uh, all right, so we <laughs> let's go around the room on this one. I know we, we kind of touched them, but it was a big, jumbled conversation back and forth. So, uh, maybe Pete, start with you. Um, you know, Island Block Island musical heroes give us a couple for you.
3: Well, uh, as mentioned, uh, John Henry, who you know had the SG that he played so loudly and blew us all away. Um, uh, Mark Rice, who was Howie Rice's stepson was actually who's not out here anymore but he um he was actually among the first ones because he could play those kiss songs note for note and that blew me away <laughs> <laughs> and uh but then the mcintyres um not only were they they just had this, uh they were the cool band you know the cool beach band and they had all this great rock and roll attitude and all these great all this great lingo and uh and they, uh, especially B Mac, the drummer. I mean, they kind of lived <laughs> lived uh, the name of the band, which was Stolen Goods. And for years, I was had to going yeah, back and yeah. forth of him, like, "What happened?" You know, B Mac would say, "Hey, Pete, can I borrow your cymbal?" I'm like, "Sure, <laughs> B Mac." And I wouldn't see it for two years. And at one point, I had to send my friend Von Boone in to steal it off the stage at at Nick's here. When uh, I said, "Von, go get that for me." There's the old cymbal, and he goes in. I remember Rad Ed, the bass player from Stolen Goods. He's like. He's like, Brian's going to be red hot about that. I'm like, I've been red hot about it for three years. <laughs> but, um, there And then there was Pete Bean who we haven't touched on. He was sort of the uh, antithesis. He was the – there was the John Henry – there was a kind of a, a – uh, there was John Henry, the stolen goods, and Pete Bean. Actually, it was more Pete Bean and John Henry, and it was – and the stolen goods would – kind of go back and forth being the backup band to either one of them because those were the two the two star musicians of block island pete bean and and john henry and um so uh pete bean lived out on Bean Point, point um and uh he was kind of an interesting very interesting fellow he liked his neil young and he would sit there and hold court and uh and his little uh shed out there and he had a phone that wasn't connected to anything and in the middle and he would my brothers and i would go out there and play and he you wouldn't allow you to play a, a note without recording it and um and he had all these great sayings like if he played a song and he thought he was really enthusiastic about the song he'd grab the phone off the ball and he'd be like bruce it's me pete bean what do you think <laughs> about this what do you think about this triple bill Bean, Springsteen and Malmsteen. get back to me <laughs> 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 then hang up the phone and then um, you know, he was kind of a Neil Youngy kind of guy, but uh, Burke, brother Burke, who I think you guys have spoken to, who um, uh, he was into his effects. He was in Andy Summers and Robert Fripp and stuff, and he he played you know, he pulled them out that night, and we stopped after you know all these echo effects were going off, and Pete Beans like Burke. I want you off on the first boat tomorrow. <laughs> I want the effects off at the Bell Buoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was a character. So, I guess... Um, oh, uh, oh, God, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be dragging this out, but my drumming hero was a guy named Jimmy Barron who played with the old folks band at Ballards and for years oh, yeah. in the late 70s I would sit there every night and suffer through all the polka songs <laughs> to watch him play his drum solo and he was unbelievable and he had a strobe light that would come on and uh chicken had, dance era Yeah and he now. had a he had a he had a uh, Slingerland kit and um anyway I think of all those people Jimmy Barron might have been the most formative person in my whole in my whole Block island history you know don't think of more you know
0: when i was working at finn's oh. pete bean came in because somebody had gotten into his um broccoli patch shall uh, we say mm-hmm. and he wanted to inspect the bottom of
4: everyone's shoes because
0: <laughs> he, <had, laughs> he had a footprint in the in the, in the broccoli that's patch. a whole
4: yeah. other story isn't it <laughs>
0: yeah
4: i'm like i'm not showing you my shoes what are you talking <laughs> about
0: i don't even know where you live you know the would, island yeah so what about you, Dominic?
4: I'm sitting
2: next to one of my heroes here, Oh that's Fantastic! and growing up watching these guys and then interacting and being cool and trying to get their attention by riding my bike into this side of the movie theater, et cetera. Um, and then uh, I'd have to say, ultimately, John Henry, when I saw, I didn't really know him all that well. I'd heard of him and all the stories and everything. And uh, would, when he was going through his breakup, I'd see him walking on the side of the road. He'd be walking everywhere, everywhere. And i just stop and say, I used to drive a cab that time, at that point, and i just say, hey, man, let's just play some music. You're walking everywhere. You lost all this weight. You look great. You're feeling good. And then uh, we wrangled BMAC, and that became a whole other story, <laughs> trying to keep BMAC in line and not get thrown out of every place we played.
1: It was uh, That's a challenge. Uh, rest in peace, both of them. And then you named your firstborn child oh, yeah. after John Tripler.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, H- Hank was having his first little... Out with some sort of, I don't know. He was sick of some sort, I, and I couldn't get in touch with him, and we couldn't come up with a name for the baby. And Marmar said, "Well, let's just name him Tripler." And that's when I realized that uh, I would probably—I was sad, but uh, that I'd lose a friend yeah. at that point. Yeah, he was a you know, man, though. Well, when you realize you're finally close to somebody, and that they're probably going to be the first to pass away.
0: Yeah, he—he yeah. was, he was a tough one to lose for. Yeah, a lot of yeah. us. Great, great guy. You know,
1: and really. he'll tell you first. Yeah, he'll let, yeah, you, yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. He'll let you know. He'll like, by
0: the way, that wasn't a joke, you know. That wasn't a joke. That was serious. <laughs> but he did have great jokes, too. Great jokes. Like, always yeah. had a joke. Over yep. and over, over and over. It was all, oh, some of those jokes are the best the third time. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, just, that's part of the program, you <laughs> know. Development. Yeah.
1: Uh, for me, Mark here, it was uh, definitely Pete McConnell, number one. Yeah. Mm. Um, I remember my buddies that were working at Finn's, Dave Poggy, and and some of those guys brought me to see him and John Feeks play a duo thing at the Mohegan Cafe, and I'm like, I was just getting into the, like, Fish and the Grateful Dead, I was heavy into the jam band stuff, and um, Pete was just, like, ripping, like, shredding, you know, solos, and, like, he was nuts, so he was, I was like, oh, my God. And then uh, when I started working here at Nick's, he would play his band from, he had moved to Vermont, he was living in Vermont, but he'd come back with his band. And, um, you know, I got friendly with a drummer, a guy named Tom Hooper and, uh, chatted with him a bit. And then he was like, yeah, come up and play with us some night." So I played accordion and then I got to know Pete. And then that winter they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, come to Vermont. We'll get you a job teaching snowboarding at Sugarbush. And, uh. You can play in our band, and we'll, you know, play the the ski lodges and all that. And so that's how I ended up going to Vermont. Did you, Did you, know, you ever
5: teach
0: you?
6: you to, yeah. Did you know how to snowboard?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I was a fucking ripper. Oh. I could rip it up. Oh, I thought when you talked about all the snow in Vermont, it was a different well, story. Was, <laughs> that's how we got through the gigs in President's okay, Week. So so snowboarding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No. But I only taught. I only taught learning. one day a week so I could get nice. my pass. So I would because I we were gigging like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like on those busy holiday weeks when the mountains we would we would go we would get in the car we would drive down to killington we would play an opera ski from like two to four or five get in the car drive halfway down the road play uh the the happy hour at the grist mill from like show up to that gig late leave that gig early and play from then drive back to sugarbush and play at like the bluetooth from 10 to 2 a.m so we were doing like three gigs a day driving too and at one time there was like, it, that was like the way the holiday felt. It was like 10, a 10 day stretch of three gigs a day. Oh, shit. So we were going crazy. But I mean, I was making 150 bucks a day, a gig and you know, you, they fed you and they'd give you beers and whatever. So I was eating and drinking for free. And, uh, it was just like, I was in heaven. Are you kidding? Did so, you, did you actually remember doing the third gig in one day? <laughs> not towards the end. <laughs> nope. No, nope. luckily we all lived pretty right yeah. on the mountain, yeah, of so it course, was like of course. you know, short The, the, the departure home.
0: from the last gig of the day was always a little
1: yeah. gray. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. But anyway, Pete McConnell, like he's the reason I ended up going to Vermont and then got into the band in Burlington that I was in, playing around that scene, and so I owe Pete, like you know, he was my guy. And then uh, not, and, and this is in no particular order, but then my other here, like Walter McDonough. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Walter, you yeah, know, it's yeah. a like, good one.
1: That's just I'm starting to talk
0: like I'm in the band now, you know. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, Walter (laughs) But yeah. I'm being soaked into
1: this emotion in this Well, as Dominic got a little emotional about John Henry, I'm similarly, you know, the same when it comes to Walter. Yeah. You know, he's Uh, that guy. He's a guy
0: that's lived his life bringing people joy with performing music. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep.
1: And he also can make fun of a crowd to their faces like (laughs) I've never seen. Towards the end, he was getting grumpy, but that was like the best, one of the best parts. Towards
3: the end. Yeah. Just jumping. We're all, I think we're all Walter (laughs) fans here, but I I saw a line the other day that kind of touched me. It was from Trip Pierce, who used to run many wonderful restaurants out here. And there was a photograph someone posted of Walter playing and just kind of let it sit there like, don't we all kind of miss him? Big time. And Tripp, who's not known for being a big Facebook person, just wrote, it was church for me. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, we used yep. to
2: play Sunset at the Atlantic when I was a
1: dishwasher or some pot demon. And I mean, we used great. to was, So we yeah. used to do our Sunday afternoon <laughs> gigs, and then we'd all wrap up from our gigs, and we'd all go down to Shoals on Sunday. That was oh, part of the reason we'd end early, right? Pretty much.
0: It's where I spent my 21st birthday. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. So. And I... Got sick, and they're like, it'll be okay. Just go home. I'm like, home? I got another hour of music, and I headed back in. Yeah. How
4: about you, Johnny? Uh, well, I was just going to say one of the Walter's, one of my favorite lines of his, when uh, the crowd was not being very responsive, maybe talking, not listening so much, he'd be like, or just not paying attention. He'd say, I thought my razor was dull.
6: <laughs>
0: you know what says it all about Walter McDonough is, it's a one word answer. Like you say, What are you yes, doing Walter. later? Walter That's it. Yeah. And you just knew everybody if yeah. you if you knew, you knew. You know what I mean? That says a lot yep. about like nobody ever goes, What are you it doing became, later? It became rich. a
2: location. Where are you going? Yeah. Walter. Walter. Yeah. Like I said, nobody
0: goes rich. Just doesn't <laughs> <on? laughs> same... Rich. Not yet. Not yet. Doesn't <laughs> <All> have <right. laughs> the same sound. What Maybe
5: are you he guys up to Persephone? later on? Rich. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's
1: about it. So, who are your heroes, Johnny?
4: Uh, well, I I come out came out here later, so I missed the Liquid Plumbers and Stolen Goods and all those people had already left. And but uh, so I was in the the open mic scene, I guess at that point. And Pete was showing up here and there, and you. You were one of my heroes, man. No. <laughs> Mark. Mark scored, well, you would come in and, and until you he, figured out how much of a dick I am, right? And, um, I can attest to that. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, watching you would do like twenty-minute "Fire in the Mountains" oh, to God. close open mics <laughs> on your accordion. But it, but I thought it was awesome. It was good, and I have so many things I want to say to that one, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Henry Doys... Oh yeah Was just I'd never Met anyone like him before You know Coming out here Growing up in Jamestown And it was a nice little town And and then (laughs) meeting Henry Doys And being like Who What is this person? Sasquatch Driving around in the hearse Driving around in the hearse And his music was dark And and, But awesome Yeah
3: My mom eventually asked us to Ask him to Remove the casket From our garage That he'd put in there (laughs) Wait true? Really? It's true. Yeah, he built one. He was uh he was going through a dark gothic stage, I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. let's we'll leave that there. there.
1: Clothing optional. <laughs> Anyone else, Johnny?
4: Uh I mean just the ones that have been mentioned: yeah. John Henry and getting to play with him was awesome, and and uh, Walter, of course. Yep. How about you, Lightning? This should be
0: easy since you're the last one. Yeah. Like, how do I come up with something? Um,
5: I I. Started getting playing with the uh Chaz McIntyre when my sister was dating him in the 90s, and that was like a real eye opener because <laughs> we would have like uh, or he he had the van and we he would set up the generator. We actually played in the north north point parking lot at like two in the morning, <laughs> just set up. It was like a Tuesday night, no one complained, like we probably jammed till four or five in the morning in the parking <laughs> lot with a generator and it was wow, just like that's insane so those guys really opened up my eyes to some things <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah they were uh those were some wild gigs and then just you know like uh the after hours with tommy mahoney like pretending to be able to play the guitar but it would yeah, sound yeah, great yeah. you know yeah so and just the whole like the improvisation of because you know that's us basically we don't really yeah, planned anything or practice so <laughs> just hanging with those dudes and just winging it was uh
4: yeah great oh and rock it. Oh, rock rocket. rocket oh yeah, rocket yeah oh i was playing with him out in the steps of uh the star department store area and and he we we're just buying on what we were playing and he was jamming along on his mandolin he just looked at me and he just was like Take your gloves off. (laughs) I didn't know what it meant at first. (laughs) He's he's like, "Come on, play with some balls." I'm like, like, "All right, okay."
0: So I'm assuming that's what that means. Like you're you're being too, you know, hold it, restraining, and Mm -hmm. get the gloves off and go for it. Oh, pretty neat. All right, I got a quick question. What's
1: what's up with the mop bucket on stage with you guys? (laughs) It's the fifth. It's the sixth member of the band, actually, kind of. The Mop Bucket was just like, well, we're the boozebaggers, right? Yeah. And um, I think for our first two or three, two summers at least, like, it, by the way, that the Sunday afternoon gig that was happening, it was totally informal. Like, we didn't get booked or we didn't get hired, I don't think. I, maybe I was doing, I don't know. I was just like, we just kind of started showing up at, yeah. like, Sunday afternoons and started playing. And um, we weren't getting paid. So then, finally, I went to Mike Finnamore, and I was like, "Hey, Mike, can like you know, can we can I get some? Can we just get drinks for the?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." <laughs> so
3: <laughs> it was like,
1: <laughs> it's always, I, just always, beg for some Boots. I, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so you know, it, it just got old going up to the bar every. You know, someone would have to like take a break. We have and go fifteen up, beers, you know. please. So we're <laughs> like, "Yeah, can we just get?" You know, a bunch of beers, and we didn't have anything. We're like, what do we put them in? Like, how do we carry it? So this mop bucket, we had two mop buckets, and uh I just ran out back and grabbed the mop bucket and sprayed it out with a hose and brought it to the bar, and they just filled it with ice and a bunch of beers, and it's been with us ever since. So then it became like part of the rider mm-hmm. to the point where we don't. Well, I'm the one who the, they don't play until I put the mop bucket on. But now, now that I don't have to do, now I get to do that. I'm like, nope, ain't playing. <laughs> Like last night, I literally wrote Chris Willey out, our rider, which was what was going <laughs> to yeah, go in the mop say, bucket and hand it? it to him. What and, is a rider, Mark? Uh, well, it's a list of demands that the band makes on a venue. Uh, Red M&M's yeah, sort of thing. That's right. The Van Halen Brown. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's our thing. But the mop bucket ended up uh, in like someone almost threw it out on me one year. They're like, it's, The handle's broken or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Like I rescued it from the dumpster. <laughs> Because uh, that's the mop bucket. It so, also held the kick drum in place for quite a few that's years. That's true. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> there were right. no legs on the kick drum. So. And we didn't have a rug to put under the, the drum set out there. So it would, like, the, the weight of it would keep the kick drum from sliding forward. So, all
0: right. So, speaking of the rider, you know, I'm going to skip ahead to a question then because it seems to play into this. Do, do, have you played on the mainland together or just Block Island? Have you done any gigs We over used to there? play the
5: rodeo bar all the time, that like once or twice a year in New, York, in New City, York City. And it was, those were the best gigs. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: Those um, were a lot of fun. But
5: the rodeo bar is gone.
1: Yep. Jack Grace booked us there. Yeah. Jack Grace is a great musician. Character. Check him out. Um. He he was booking us. That was those were fun gigs.
2: Yeah. We played the Ocean Mist once or twice, right? Yeah. We yeah. did an Ocean Mist. The winery. Game. Yeah.
1: Jonathan Edwards Winery. Yeah. We've played. They have a little like their. Uh, w- they set us up in their barrel room, like where they have all the barrels, and uh, done a few nights there. That was fun. Were you going to say something, Pete? Do you have one? Uh. I'm I just you-
3: thinking the- various weddings and birthday parties and stuff like that on uh, the mainland yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Rec-
4: <coughs> yeah guns for hire oh, recently yeah. at <laughs> uh,
1: the Whalers Whalers in Wakefield. Right. Oh yeah Oh you guys played Upstairs there? at the yeah. House of Blues. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah we did Whalers uh, brewery once that what was that for We did? Yeah remember wasn't that your birthday oh Martha wasn't that Martha's birthday was your, yeah, yeah, your wife's birthday Oh, no, oh yeah that <laughs> and then uh yeah we played um Mike Hickey uh hired us for his wife we played
5: cheers with him
1: that's right we played above the cheers bar yeah. um you know whatever it's called and uh there's a real piano there and then we learned the cheers theme obviously. with froman played it like that's 10 right times. <laughs> yeah and then he then we played at the house of blues for another party he threw and then uh i think our last gig that we played pre-pandemic was at a wedding was that your friend my friend wedding? greg's yeah. wedding yep. in, in brooklyn brooklyn yep so we get it yeah, every that now. That was hey, a cool me, venue in prospect. That was park. fun, yeah. That was awesome.
0: So you've been around. That's uh that's good stuff. Yeah. They sound like fun. I wish i now do you get the same crowd reaction that you do if you do a Sunday afternoon
1: at Nick's?
6: Mm. Or
1: is it a little wilder here? I would have to think it's a little wilder here. Uh, New York, those rodeo bar gigs are pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I mean most people that hire us know what they're getting, you know. Well, that's why they're the winery heard, yeah.
5: ones were pretty yeah, rockin'. Was, yeah, they yeah. were good.
1: They got good. Nice. People Good and wine drunk. People yeah. are chugging wine. All right, tell me about your album. You got you got an album out. You know we do. How, how we did do. It, how did it come sold to be? Out. Is it sold, sold out. Well, no, actually, Rich, I don't. Did you ever get a copy? No, there aren't many left. But I <laughs> oh, brought yeah? one for you. Oh, do you have a CD? player oh, 317 copies yeah. yeah. <laughs> left. Just yeah. No, we had a bunch. Yeah. How did the record? The record? I don't know. I think that was you know, 2000, whatever. 2006. Didn't you use them to hold up your bed? Yes. There was boxes of them. I I literally had to throw them (laughs) out. Like I, I had to chuck a bunch of them, but we, I, I think we all kept a a sleeve of them, right? A box or something. I've think I one. I've got a couple left, but there aren't many left.
0: But how did it, you know, when did, was that a decision? Did you guys sit down and talk about it? Somebody just say, listen, uh, I want to do this. It was the winter. It was the winter.
5: John was living out in Cormorant Cove. Right. And we had like a great, I think it was my uh, February vacation. Yep. Came out for the week and recorded it at the house.
1: Yeah, we had uh, the guy that was doing sound here at Nick's, a guy named Eric Lukes. Um, he's an engineer, and he had, you know, the computer and the the, the setup, the, the one of the first kind of mobile rigs. And uh, he came out and engineered it. And, um, yeah, we just recorded it. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. In basically, of...
2: like, three or four days.
1: Yeah. And John Henry's on it. And there's some cool things on it, like uh, Mike McQueeny, Mike McQueeny McQueenie. plays cowbell. cowbell, cowbell
4: extraordinaire. Connor, oh my oh god! Oh yeah, and then there's,
1: Somebody explain that Island. Notes. Connor,
4: um, Connor <laughs> Murphy. Murphy,
1: yeah, Murphy.
5: He, uh, we do kind of an improvisational, uh, freak out while he reads uh, Martha Ball, um, Island Notes, Island Notes. Oh yes, yes. So yeah. It was, we put him on... He, we must have done that before, right? Well, it started in our gigs. Like, yeah. I don't know
1: whose idea... I've seen again, it in the gigs. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that's another one of those things that just kind of happened. Yep. And like Connor came up and... Even he, when he wasn't allowed in the bar, he would do it over would do the wall. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> would hand the, Steve would hand the microphone to him over the fence, and he yep. would do it from over the fence. So technically he wasn't, you know...
0: He wasn't in the bar. He was still on probation,
3: but he was able yeah, to, unfortunately, to achieve the... Uh, I remember one of the nights, one of the Sundays, where uh, BMAC had been like clamoring to sit in. And he was like, begging everyone, to... so we finally let him sit in. And the song you guys decided to play is the Martha Balls. <laughs> oh, to that wasn't it on place. purpose. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, huh? And <laughs> it was like, thanks, BMAC, for sitting in.
2: I, like... <laughs> I remember half the reason B-Mac would clamor to get in is so he could go to the. Bar and just say, "Hey, I'm in the band." I'm in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it on their tab.
1: I mean, truly, the definition of a booze beggar. You <laughs> say, though, he was really, you know, living it. Honorary. Yeah, but so that so that made the album, and, th- and there's three sections I think that weave, and so it kind of weaves in and out of the. It, it happens three times in that album, and uh, I think we all brought a. F- Steve's the main in terms of original songs. We do play some originals. Steve's the main contributor. Um, I've written one or two, but and then John wrote one on the album. Yeah. But it's a good song. I like it. <laughs> Broken it's a, it's a great song. You're gonna love it someday when you
3: actually get to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Debut
1: it. So yeah, we all just brought and then like Drunken Sailor's on there, and that's obviously like no it's a old traditional and uh yeah, Ditty. Yeah, and uh Sloop John B's on there. Oh, we gotta play that tonight. Yeah. So you
0: know, so you got some writers, everybody plays great plays well together does any of you consider the other a ba- the band leader is there a leader to the band or pretty much equal dominic no, dominic. Mm-hmm. dominic Dominic. definitely dominic just flipped
2: us off you can't see nice.
0: this <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i didn't expect that answer that's pretty good that's uh, i love being surprised.
2: everybody has their different uh you know like i've been known to get us a couple wedding gigs just by socially listening and butting in at the right time and saying hey i've got a band mark's scheduled us all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just de facto because I was booking Knicks. It was all just kind of like, you know, but I mean, as far, in terms of like a band leader, like someone being like... Ooh, 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 you know, On the stage, no. Yeah, no, there's no... no.
2: I've been known to get the evil eye from Squirtino. He made me a better bass player <laughs> I, in the well, first couple of years. It was tough love, but <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I... i had to learn no i had to learn too because i was coming from so i had just gotten off the road with the band that was a quote-unquote serious band you know we were touring and playing festivals and we had a manager and we were doing all this shit and uh i was taking it very seriously and i'm an artist and and i'm not gonna you know and uh but and then i got off of that and it was a drag and then i got back here and i started playing with these guys and it was just like oh it doesn't have to, It's. it can be just relax, fun, man. just relax. And I was wound <laughs> up tighter than a drum for like years and these guys were the ones that were just like, and they weren't like, it's, these guys, they don't pull you aside and have a nice chat with you. <laughs> it's like, on the gig, they're just like, you're at, I'm acting like a jerk and they're just like, Pfft. <laughs> you know? and uh so I finally realized it's like well if I want to keep playing with this band I gotta stop acting like a dickhead <laughs> and that didn't really stop me necessarily for a while Yeah, no, but, but you're you know. you're better and like right? last night I had a flare up I was know, hoping at we were the gonna end talk about
3: that oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah this might be now that we have a therapist here with us, maybe <laughs> this is time to talk about it. Nothing.
2: <laughs> Tell me about your mother, Mark. Dominic.
1: <laughs> well, it's the same
3: as yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> teacher, teacher. <laughs> no, me and Dom, you know, we were Italian. You have to understand. There's two, you know, the, we're, we got two spicy Italians in the group, and sometimes we just yell at each other and shit. Well, it had been a while. It had been a while, and yeah. I was drunk last Years. night. I was pretty hammered. But here's the
0: point here you are this morning, sitting together again. That's it. You know? That's yeah, a good way yeah. to be. How often do you guys get to play together these days? I don't know. Four or five
5: gigs a year probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah. We try and do like Memorial Day weekend here to yeah. kick things off. Yeah. We had to shift it this year, but it's you know, uh and then Labor try, Day Labor Day, we try and get together and do the deck just for old time, you know, to keep that one thing. And then Usually there's a wedding or weddings. Or something.
4: Yeah. 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 Used to be Music Fest.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Music Fest we would do on the reg. Um Yeah, so not as much as we'd like to, I guess, but...
0: Well, any idea how much longer you think you guys are going to keep this? Is this a forever thing?
3: Well, um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right,
0: let me rephrase that. Nothing lasts forever. forever. But despite one of you croaking, um, (laughs) (laughs) other than that... (laughs) We're going to keep going. One one of the other
3: signature aspects of the beggars we've already mentioned one which is we've never practiced another one is uh, we don't take breaks yeah. so we'll play mm. three oh, hours right. plus without taking a break and uh, you know that's gotten a little harder as we <laughs> age and at one point uh, it was brought up when when can we start taking breaks and Dominic turned to me and goes how old are you <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like I'm 56 in four years we can take a break <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm only listening, and sometimes I wish I could take a
3: break. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) catheters in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good idea, idea, actually.
3: Get like the astronaut diapers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just um, you can grab a couple out of my truck when when you're leaving. Right
5: in the we, back. we
1: can start taking breaks, by the way, fellas. Yeah. There's no, you know, well, like, we, I mean same we just we leave when we feel like. So yeah. it's
5: it's you can take a break. It's just we don't all do it at but the like, same time. You know, that's
4: right that's right. A We point. take an yeah. individual so,
5: break.
0: Well, yeah, I, I gonna, now that you mention that, I think of that. Like all of a sudden I'll look up and one of you is gone. Yes. I mean is there Dominic certain...
4: will jump out and
0: I'll play <laughs> bait. I'll
4: play bass. I, I think
0: it's a... gonna be such a dorky question, but like are there certain songs that are better for you know, if Mark here really has to poop?
1: <laughs> for so the record sure. i never poop on a gig that's kind of an unwritten rule never oh, poop yeah. on a gig all right no 10-2 nope nope right. nope but uh generally i think i take the most amount of breaks probably because i so used to take the most you used to yeah. take a lot
0: is there like eye signals because like do you kind of look oh, just and like just leave yeah we're, we're like where's my go so the same song just goes on without a keyboard no We no, like, usually have it. certain
5: songs Like songs, if Mark's not there We often do yeah. surf
0: tunes Yeah, or,
5: oh, yeah. Right. Well, That's what I meant Like yeah. you, you know yeah. what to we do We kind of with... know Yeah, yeah. But...
4: Last night we were gonna We are just starting a song And then we I turned around And Dominic was gone <laughs> And uh, so I just dropped my guitar And jumped over to bass And we switched Whitaker's a
1: very accomplished Bass player something. Yep honest. Okay so and I'm we kind of I know, know. Yeah. yeah. And if Pete ever needs, I would love to get behind the drums. Actually, me and John used yeah. to fight oh, over fight who gets to play drums when Pete needed a break. You the haven't ice. done that in a long time. Ice. Pete, you haven't taken a break in a long time. I, I, was, yes. afraid. I
3: was afraid to leave last. I was afraid if I left, I'd never be able to get back up again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are on the sides of him like mouthing. Don't you
3: have to go take a break? <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom.
1: That actually died, ties into the symbol throwing story that was yeah. mentioned. Earlier. Was ice, ice in the face. Ice first, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, let's just, are we allowed to hear the story? Or tell a story. Can tell who that, cares? One. that It's fine. not that bad.
4: Uh, Peter took his break, and uh, and as we were saying, Mark and I used to kind of try to run back behind the <laughs> drum set, to see who would get there first. And Mark has a little easier access, but this yeah. time I got back there. Yeah. And uh, Mark and I were.
1: I know, mean, we're.
4: I think we're, we're related good. for a t- for a moment. Yeah, it was like one of those it, moments. Yeah, and, and then, uh, so I got back there, and I was like, ha ha. So we start playing the song and I'm playing the drums and I'm looking down and Mark, I didn't, uh, you know, I'm looking down. And then 10 seconds into the song or whatever, I look up just in time and I see Mark coming at me <laughs> with, I didn't know what. I'm just, he's like, but he's rearing back to throw something like um, with this look on his face. And I'm like, oh shit. And then it's just like ice. He <laughs> chucks a, a, cup of a, ice. a cup of ice. And <laughs> it's like, just that was just one of those things and then so, <laughs> so what can i do i'm playing drums i can't just like attack retaliate <laughs> no you went till the song was over
1: up. you took a cymbal off of the cymbal stand and like a frisbee whipped it at my head <laughs> no yeah <laughs> maybe
6: maybe <laughs> oh man
1: well nobody got hurt nobody got hurt. too no. too bad emotionally scarred uh, yeah well yeah. We, all, we all have semi-thick skin after being in this band Well, I think you'd have to.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, too, there's the not to get all sentimental, but, you know, when a relationship its hard enough for two people to have a relationship for as long as you guys Mm. have, but to achieve what you achieve, to make so many people happy and still maintain this relationship that the five you have together, that's a remarkable, you know. That's, it's pretty that's a cool. remarkable task. You we're know? lucky. Yeah. You know you can hit him in the face with a symbol, and he's still going <laughs> to like you. we are pee on one yeah. another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not telling that story. story. <laughs> story no. no, but if you were there, you would have seen it. Not this <laughs> that did not happen on stage. No. Yeah. no. Not, not on stage. No. 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 no.
6: no.
1: The... Yeah, these guys yeah. are like, I don't know. Like I love the band. The band um and that's like you know one of the things i love about that band is that it was just like you know these guys that had been playing together in bars and then they became what they became and they were like you know robbie robertson has his little documentary band of brothers and you know that's what it is yeah don't they all hate him though yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah any <laughs>
0: anybody have like a an dream of a place to play like or to mm. to, to do something mm. anybody uh the
4: is there, is one it. oh yeah you were talking about the that. And, and james oh, yeah. yeah oh in yeah. james that's now. where i would stand outside the window in high school and look in and watch the bands play on friday and saturday night and just be like i i want to do that
0: well, have you ever wanna...
1: asked
4: them
0: nope <laughs> <laughs> mark you're not the leader but get on that <laughs> <laughs> see what you can do where do you want to play
1: so? lightning if you could play anywhere
0: Oh, um... It could be when you already played. Just yeah, I mean, return.
2: I love
1: playing on the beach. The beach night. were the best. Those things oh, oh, yeah. were awesome. What did we do? The 4th of July before the fireworks? Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. That, that was w- fun. We
2: did our friend's 40th birthday party, and the fog rolled in and fried all the amplifiers. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember that. The
5: ocean mist was a... That was a good yeah. one. That was fun.
1: They got a diesel sound system there. yeah. yeah that thing's awesome oh oh god the weddings on lewis farm are just oh those amazing. are great.
5: The, the outdoor stuff yeah whenever we can yeah. play outdoors on block island it's like yeah always awesome
1: yep just open up sun your sun setting yep. and just yeah remember you played up.
4: that power chord just to just to do oh it. just to feel it yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amp on ten. yeah i don't know out here anywhere out here well, listen.
0: Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This has been a really, really great time. I really we're fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah not all of you, just you, Dominic. Um, but we're uh, be the first. Time. Yeah, we're uh, we're running out of uh, time here for this episode. But let me just uh, thank you so much for coming in and taking time. I know you've got a busy schedule when you are here between the being <laughs> <and> the... <laughs> on, e- yeah. on each other, um, <laughs> whatever it is you band people do. It's uh, a world uh, I'm not privy to, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for uh, joining us. This is going to be a great
1: episode. Thanks, Rich. Thanks thank you. For having you guys. us, Rich. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. When right. do we
3: come back for part two? <laughs> what? When? <laughs> wh- whenever <Part> you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's We're see. just
1: going to have you, Peter, on to <laughs> yeah. play yeah. a drum solo right. for Wipeout mm. for 50 minutes.
0: There it is. There Sounds <laughs> good. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, listeners. Thanks for listening to this uh, episode of our podcast and the booze beggars and their stories.
6: So,
0: so, if you can't tell by that, if you've never checked them out, when you do hear they're in town, make sure you get out there and have some fun for crying out loud! It's a blast. Yeah. It's a good time, no matter yeah. what age you are. Uh, most of the venues here, I think, at Nick's, bring the kids. It's Sunday on fun Sundays, day. yeah. yeah bring Sunday the kids. afternoons, if they're playing on a Sunday afternoon, bring the kids.
1: We only do three songs about cocaine, but we do That's them all a, in a row. Yeah, and
0: they. <laughs> Kids love them. Yeah, they replace the word cocaine with teenage prostitutes. So it's okay. (laughs) Um, But listen, thanks you guys very much. And you listeners, if you want to reach out, please do give us suggestions, comments, anything. uh, Two guys on bi at com. (laughs) Yeah, send us some hate mail yeah, after this one, that. probably.
1: Yep, <laughs> definitely. TwoGuysMBI at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on all the proper social media channels. And uh, wherever you listen to our podcast, please make sure you subscribe. And most importantly, tell your friends about it. Tell them. Right? All right. And uh, going to get out
0: there and listen to these boozebaggers. Thank yeah, you, boys. Thank so you, so so good right.
1: times, good times. See you next uh, week. All right. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Uh the bo- we we want to ask you something The Booze Beggars as okay. a band yeah. Would you like to join the band? Oh
0: my god I, That's why I brought my trombone It's on uh, my truck Perfect yes.
1: Let's go get it Unless you prefer the flute I can do either one You're a multi-instrumentalist? What kind I of case
0: do you, you have for <laughs> Um,
1: I, I don't You know Yeah You yeah. go You go. You just carry it around Naked Oh I got a case of something But it's nothing to do with my Oh own. boy
2: what's how what's Sailor, what shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? We're we'll in the morning.